0: Hey guys, welcome back to The Golf Podcast. We've got a ton to talk about. We've got an exciting finish at the players. We've got to debate something with the weather. I'll talk about that in a second. But later in the show, of course, we got to touch on Tiger Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Incredible, you know, emotional moment for Tiger and for his family. Oh, yeah. Just good to see. Loved seeing it. Loved every bit of, of that. And it's, it's interesting. The topic, right before we started recording, you mentioned golf is one of the only sports where you can get in the Hall of Fame and still be playing. Isn't it crazy? It like is baseball. You got to wait five years, but right. It's not golf. Right. But let's, let's quickly rewind and let's talk about the players, which just wrapped up and we had some really interesting weather. So we had some weather delays. We had things like that, but I'm watching it. And, and it was almost like the, one of those moments, like you can't look away. I had to watch everybody who was teeing off on 17 because when the wind was up after the rain breeze, you know, blew through mm. and they got them course dry, which we'll talk about, which is its own miracle. We had the wind really start to kick up, and it just seemed like almost nobody was hitting the green. So um, one thing that kind of stirred the pot, as he often does, Brandel Chamblee tweeted, he said they should stop play the 17th hole is unplayable and you could see right in that graphic if you're watching it the immediate responses were here's eddie Pepperell saying no brandle they shouldn't from where i sat it's pure entertainment and mike i know you had a similar take
1: yeah i hopped in on that too and i was saying how enjoyable it was you know to watch i think i I said it was great for golf to see these guys struggle a lot of people said that i mean that was the common response like no let these guys struggle we like to see them play golf like we do on the weekends yeah and to my point i was thinking Listen, they're all playing in the same conditions. No one is getting one advantage over the other guy. Right. It's windy for everybody. Now, granted, it could weather can change for a morning tea time versus an afternoon tea time. I get that. But still, they're all out there. I mean, JT was hitting six iron into seventeen. Yeah. 137 yard shot. But at the same time, you got a guy like Billy Horschel. Put it to seven feet in the same conditions.
0: Billy Ho played that hole mm. perfectly in that wind with a little knockdown uh, shot. And they all know how to play way. those knockdowns. They, they do. But it, but it was very unpredictable. The wind was kind of all over the place. So I'll leave it to you guys to say, what do you think? You know, uh, Ultimately, sh- should they have halted play there? And what, at what point are the conditions unplayable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, I would say that, yeah, if conditions become dangerous... Sure. Uh, I think one thing that's indicated, like indicates unplayable would be if balls are not coming to rest. Correct. If if they're just blowing wildly around the green Mm -hmm. and you can't get a ball to come to rest. Sure. But in this case, that was not happening. It wasn't. It was just very windy conditions. And I, I feel like that's golf. Golf is, you know, played in some extreme conditions at times.
1: Yeah. It was just windy on a course that had a lot of water. That's very tight. Yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, we've seen unplayable conditions at places like Pebble Beach where the balls do not sit when they land. Uh, and the wind is whipping and the rain is whipping. I mean, I agree that if if it's dangerous,
0: if there's lightning, yeah, I think that's unplayable. But uh, some heavy winds, I don't think so. Yeah, I think, it honestly, it sets a very weird precedent if they were to stop play there because – You know, at what point do you, again, it starts with this flowing of what's unplayable. In this case, the wind was, it was gusting. I I feel bad for a lot of the guys who hit that tee box at some of the toughest times. It just seemed like it was just hit it up in the air and just kind of hope. Yeah. You you don't used to seeing, you know, professional like tour players missing the green as badly as some of them did and there was a certain degree of it was starting to get even in their heads and you could see that they were almost talked out of the shot before they hit it. But then like I said, you saw a guy like Horschel come up there and knock it tight with confidence. So, you know, just because I would say like about half of them were going in the water, I don't think that that's a reason alone and it comes down to like what you were saying and what we saw Pepperl saying there is there's a point at which also this is largely, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The purse was as, the biggest it's ever been for the players this year. Yeah. $20 million purse. And that's largely because of the fact that there's such high viewership and sponsors who, who want to get those eyeballs. Correct. So if all of us are calling each other and saying, hey, you seen what's going on in 17, turn it on if you're not watching right then now. Then it's great for golf. It's good for visibility. It's good for <sighs> golf.
1: It is, man. And, and I think on that day alone, I think it was that Saturday when play resumed at 11 a.m. Um, what was it like? I think 29 balls on 17 alone went in the water. Uh, what was that stat? We got six, 868 balls in the water on 17 since 2003.
0: So it's a hard hole as it is. It is. So when the wind picks up, it's even harder. I, I think the most heartbreaking were the guys who were hitting the green and it was spinning back into the water. Yes, those I think were the most heartbreaking because it's you know try to hit it a little long because
1: they were taking more club and relying on spin to bring it back.
0: Well, a lot of them were trying to take spin off of it because if they saw they were spinning back into the water,
1: right? What about the guys Look who hitting it low when they were going off the back? Like you can't stop yes, it, right? I mean, it's it's tough. And then I think I don't I forgot who I forgot the player, but they said, okay, so the 17 tee shot's the hardest shot. What's the second hardest shot in the course? And they said the drop zone on 17.
0: Yes, Yeah. so it didn't get any easier. It did not get any easier. I saw somebody, we'll talk about Kisner more in a second because he's always good for some great sound bites, but I saw uh, they had asked him in the press what he felt like a 10 or 12 handicap, which is where we play, right, right, uh, would score on 17. And I think he said they'd still be out there. Yeah.
1: That tells you everything about it.
0: It does. And under those conditions, it's just, you know, it, and it's such an interesting spot of the golf course because it's so exposed to the wind. I loved how in the broadcast they were showing the the wind on the tee box and then the wind at the green. And there was a big difference. difference. And they actually showed how the, the winds would swirl and come in and mm-hmm. just kind of hit that area with this huge gusting swirling area it's D- the course and don't forget Pete Dye like he he you know Pete Dye's not dumb oh. he designed it knowing that that was going to be an open exposed area and that that shot that island shot is not just there to take some great photogenic instagram pictures it's because it's difficult and he knew he only had to play that thing 137 yards because it was going to be exposed in the wind
1: yeah and, and it's the it's that hole that you know when you're coming down the stretch and you've got a lead or you're one shot off the lead it's that hole that just lingers in your mind you know it's coming yeah. but like i want to ask you a question like why is that hole so hard forget about the wind is it just because it's an island green i feel like for these guys it's a stock 137 to a big green put it right in the middle
0: well, that's why I said, I think, you know, nobody's better than Pete Dye at knowing and understanding the the course and, and the obstacles and, and the different things that are going to be the hazards there. And I think he knew that be, based on that being in that little lake area and mm-hmm. how exposed it was, there's no other trees. He yep. knew there was going to be a win. I think he knew that designing it, that it was gonna be a tough shot. And beyond that, there's no margin for error because there's only what, six inches of rough Right. So you could tell that even a ball that came in a little bit too hot wouldn't get stopped by the rough and it rolled off. Most of them, if they didn't hang on by a prayer, they rolled right Mm -hmm. off. And then also the way that that that, uh, green is designed, almost that not quite two tier, but that sloping down. Yeah. It's designed that way that you have to have a great shot to not only hit it, but to hold that that green.
1: And plus, you got a lot of guys who will play that hole and go after a pin, and you got other guys who will bail and go for middle of the green. Yeah, you saw on Sunday. I mean, I don't know if you got to see Cam's final shot on that hole, but he went for it like Ricky did. Yeah, and he put it. I mean, that's a scary pin location. That Sunday pin on the right side of that green because any little bit of a miss right, it's gone.
0: It is a different shot though for these guys when the wind is down and it becomes predictable because these guys can hit the shots that are predictable. When Mm -hmm. that wind is up and it becomes unpredictable, that's where there's a lot of that caddy talk of which you know which club to hit, all that stuff. But speaking of, um conditions so we had the massive massive rain that came through on friday Yep. and two things that was kind of interesting about that one thing i i don't like about it i hate a sunday finish because we all monday go back to, i'm sorry a monday yeah. finish because we all go back to work and it's hard to watch it and mm-hmm. we don't get to see it and I, that's what i don't like but it is what it is with the conditions but two things with that rain delay one it was kind of cool getting to see the players and their, the, a little bit of a glimpse in their personal lives. Yeah. You know, we got to see Rory being a dad. He's He felt like us just absorbing a whole bunch of Frozen and Peppa Pig. Yep. You know, yep. I know that life, man. Yep. That, would, two, that would be us right there. two young there. daughters at home. So do you. We we, we know that life. Yep. Um, and then you had... You had Homa. He, wanted, Homa. he wanted to
1: go see Batman, the movie. Yeah. He's just chilling. There he's just chilling, eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly just sandwich. Just waiting it out.
2: That was pretty funny because... He said that he, like growing up, his mom would never give him peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on Wonder Bread, but his
0: caddy's wife would let him have them. I just just thought that was—he is one of the most relatable guys. Did you see the tweet this morning? I did but on the plane. The plane. He went to Chili's.
1: His yeah. wife booked him a flight, and he was just in coach. And he was he was,
0: he was upset because they were uh, <laughs> out of chicken tendies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated. His day was ruined. He
1: won three hundred twenty-seven thousand, and his wife booked him a flight on coach coming home.
0: Yeah, B
2: twenty-three. He's C-23. got
0: a, he's got a check for three hundred thousand dollars in his pocket, and he's worried that they were out of chicken tenders at uh, Chili's that's great i mean <laughs> the if not, it's 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 relatable but um the the weather it was crazy we got to see some stuff that we don't normally get to see like you see joel damon we had he had sweatpants under his pants yeah, i saw that look not not tights not long john's just actual sweatpants he looks like he got off his couch after be a week on his couch and just put his golf pants i might try that move one top night. of him he
2: needs some uh I don't know if he's a foot joy guy, but he needs some of those foot joy
0: base layers. Yeah, I don't think he is, but I'm sure he has them. Let me tell you something. Not, no bigger savior than throwing a little bit of like those, uh, what do you call it underneath? Those thermal layers. Those thermals are great. But um, but hats off to the grounds crew, right? Hats off to them. Wow. Uh, they got this place back in order so quickly. The before and afters of of TPC Sawgrass. I, I mean, we're looking at some of the pictures now. If you're watching the, uh, the podcast, you see it. In a matter of two hours, they had all of the standing water gone, mm-hmm. and there was standing water everywhere, um, which I found incredible. I, I saw one tweet; uh, somebody was saying, "Like, yeah, move the players to March." They said, "It'll be fun." They said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you got that." You know, February in Florida it could be very unpredictable. We had we had rain. We had thirty degrees at one point. It was cold. But there's one thing I'll say, and I thought of this so many times as I'm watching it. I've watched the players now at TPC Sawgrass for many, many years. I don't ever remember, like strikingly so, I don't ever remember that course being in as pristine a shape as we saw it. It looked amazing. It was like Willy Wonka.
1: Like, it really it was did. like Candyland for golfers. Seeing those drone shots from the air, the way they cut that grass, the Incredible. green of that grass. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, look at the difference there. 82 versus 22. Just, it's just, just beautiful. just incredible.
0: Gorgeous. The, the, the amount of work that has to go into a place. I saw some drone flyovers, like you were saying, mm-hmm. the FPV, and you see how many guys are out there tending to the place. Yep. But between the, the grass, the, the bunkers were perfect and pristine. None of those bunkers had any standing water by the time they resumed play. Uh, the rough, though, I also never remember the rough being that grown in. It mm-hmm. was like us open style guys couldn't even get out of it and then how about dj lost the ball lost the ball this was an interesting story i've
2: never seen this before
1: so what does it say i've never ever thought about doing that in my career using our dj bringing in dozens of fans under the ropes to help him successfully find his ball it's pretty wild
0: i mean that's that's cool that's that's a dj move right there he had the fans come in and help him find the ball
1: that's great that's how buried
0: yeah And look, we've we've all experienced that frustration. You know, you hit a ball just off the fairway into a rough and you can't find it. Oh, it's the worst. It's
1: the worst. But you know what? I think if you have a prize purse of that big and a, a tournament of this caliber, the PGA Tours flagship event, I feel like it should have conditions like this, just like the U.S. Open. I, I do like the... Yeah. I the, like it. These guys are going to go over to the Valspar this week, and we're going to talk about that in a second. It go goes to a back Copperhead. To
0: 17. Make it difficult. Yeah, Let it be exactly. difficult. Let these guys struggle. Right. We want to see who. I, I heard it during the broadcast. At one point, it was said that, look, whoever wins this thing deserves every bit of it mm-hmm. because they're all playing the edges at the same conditions. They're going to come out there. And ultimately, it was Cam Smith with yet another impressive win. Yeah. You know, it was I, night
1: and day for, for him and all these guys between the Saturday round. And then the Monday round, I mean, JT shot nine under.
0: Yeah. You know, I thought JT <laughs> was my pick last week. You heard me saying on the yep. podcast, I kept thinking like, I'm going to get this. Yeah, one. I thought He's, the same thing with Danny Berger. Yeah. But, but, but ultimately Cam Smith comes home with that $3 million payday. It's his seventh overall win. It's his fifth win on the PGA tour. Um, two of those were team wins. Mm-hmm. Zurich. He won the Zurich twice a team win. Not to take anything away. Uh, and he loves Hawaii. You know, he won the Century mm-hmm. and he won the uh, the Sony in Hawaii. Um, but we've seen him knock on the door. The Masters tw- uh, in 2018, his, his tie for fifth. Uh, he's been in, in there, you know, he, uh, t- tied for second in 2020 and tied for 10th in 2021. Yeah. Which makes me think heading into Augusta in just three short weeks or so, uh, in form that you just won the players, you know, keep an eye on this. Yeah, game.
1: he's a favorite for sure. Keep an
0: eye Definitely on him. Definitely
1: the top five to win it. Um, you'll see his
0: odds improve if they have not already for that. Um, I thought we might have saw some some magic out of, out of Harold Varner. Me who, too. Who has not yet had... He He's trying to get his way into the Masters because he's not yet... Had a win on the PGA Tour. He's got two wins, but they're on. Uh, uh, in I think it was the an Asian uh, European tour and an Asian tour win that he has. But he was playing incredible that first round, and then he got eaten up on 17 and 18. It gets you, man. It does. You know, I knew exactly what he was
1: doing, and just like Lahiri is a guy, you know, from India, never won on the PGA Tour, only overseas. He had a chance to get into his first Masters. Just fell apart. I mean, didn't really fall apart. I think he finished second but he didn't win it right he he didn't win it he went into the final day in the lead and then just he couldn't hold on i mean cam was just too hot uh and no no one was going to stop him and like i said this before when i came in i said i i think we'll see another win or two from cam this year it's just it seems like it's his year
0: yeah i mean that is undoubtedly a huge win uh but i was impressed with although he didn't win i was impressed with jt's play Mm -hmm. especially where he struggled early and then he just started he had that the, don't forget, we talk about the conditions being unplayable, yeah. right? Quote unquote unplayable. Justin Thomas had a bogey free round. Yeah, bogey free bogey 69. Free it round. Was you know? great. They, and then they're asking what he what happened, and he jokingly said, I don't know, I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Uh it's like what happened out there. But but yep. again, it was just it was it was entertainment from start to finish. We even had guys running to finish eight seventeen and eighteen to beat the dark. Yeah. And this is not the first time that Poulter's done this. Yeah. He's done this before there. But they're, they're who just, wants to
1: finish with one hole left? You know? Yeah,
0: right? And then you got to come out the next day and play that hole?
1: No. You know, I, I think Keegan Bradley, who played really well, finished in the top three, his, his game is is really you know, in a good spot right now. Um, he started the round, I don't know if it was round three or four, on 17. So imagine you start on 17? What do you think you're hitting on the range, warming up? You're hitting that yeah, shot.
0: You are. At you least are.
1: 25 of them before you go out. And I think you put it to the middle of the green. But
2: Back on um, Camp yeah. Smith real quick. I am going to make an amendment to, like, we have a year-long bet going Mm. to see who's going to be world number one by the end of the year. I have Hovland. I'm making an amendment to my pick and changing it to Cam Smith. Wow, Zach throwing out the amendment here. From Hovland to Cam Smith, I just... I've seen what I have need to no, see. You only get one that's change. Fine. You get one amend. Okay, <laughs> that, that's fine. That's that, that's we're going to be in week 51. It's, it, no. He's like, I'm an to amend mine? No, it's still early <laughs> enough in the year. I'm, it's I'm early keep, enough. I'm we'll let that one on slide. It. That but, one
0: we can let slide.
2: You know, I, I loved, I absolutely love,
1: again, seeing these guys struggle. We had uh, we had guys like Patrick Reed giving the bird. I don't know if he was flipping off his golf ball or a fan. I don't know. We saw, let's
0: put this one. We saw emotions boiling. Oh, over emotions are boiling. Tyrell, Tyrell
1: Hatton, he threw the F word out, hardcore on TV, when he missed a putt. You had guys. You had uh, Matthew Wolf threw his club in the water <laughs> on eighteen. Which, by the way, eighteen is just probably the hardest part for in life. Uh, and we could debate that later when we talk about the and I want to
0: talk about that snake pit in the- um, a minute. And you
1: know, there was just guys that the frustration was boiling. You know, getting out of that rough and trying to to squeeze balls through narrow windows and then rolling it into the water. And just at that point, it just I feel like your mental game was just
0: shot. Yeah, and you I, I think there's there's very few things that wreck a golfer's mental game more than wind because it's such a changing condition yeah, i know even from game. our own like i remember being more mentally taxed from our round uh playing the lynx course um when we played in uh in oh, england in west Links west Links, just when every shot, you have fair. to think about which direction and how much, because the wind was constantly changing. It was gusting. It was, it's, it's a long four hours out there. Mm-hmm. Mentally, just you're drained. Yeah, you are. And that's what these guys felt. Think about They're affected by the wind on 17. Then they get up to 18. and they got, Now they got to hit driver with that wind. And if it gets pushed right, it's in the trees. If it gets pushed left, it's in the water.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen. These guys, they, they were prepared leading up to this, the Honda, the bear trap ridiculously hard golf course those guys were getting eaten alive by the wind in the water then they went to bay hill same thing yeah terrible conditions wind water heavy rough then they went to the players same thing now they're going to the vals bar yeah, yeah. a lot of water so you know they're it's, being forged
0: like the... in fire right now yeah they are i but... want to see that first that first like quote unquote easier event when these guys are just going to like point if that's going to be
1: the texas event yeah you know i mean i don't think there's anything that's usually easy about a good
0: that. tune up for for um for the but, uh, the Masters, we'll see. um But then Zach Johnson, you see, he did it again. This is his this is his move. This is hilarious. So this, I, this happened move. to Zach before. He's taking his practice swings, but but anxiety level one billion with where he takes his practice swings. His his club is so close to the ball, and I don't know why he, he takes that. a practice swing and he and he hits the ball and it just immediately goes directly right. Now I just want to take a foot back, take yeah, a step just back, take a step back, Zach.
1: That's all. I think that's just, you know, you're programmed. These guys, they just, it's re- repetitive. Yeah. And it's yeah. just
0: like, again, that was wild. But
1: you know what? Every single time, it doesn't count as a stroke. Yeah. Which is wild. Well,
0: because it's not a, it's, not, it's a not a stroke if swing. it's not an attempted. Yeah. Although this one looked like a real swing. I know he wasn't lining up over the ball. It just, it looked it like. There would be a problem, though, if that ball was in play. Oh. The ball's not in play. If you cause the ball to move when it's in play, that's a whole different play. story. But I mean, you, if he hit that ball forward. No, no, no. Oh, like oh. if it happened anywhere other than the tee box. So if it was on the fairway. Until you, you hit that ball, it's not in play. You, that's why you can touch it, you can tee it, you can re tee it. it. But one, like, let's say he did that in the fairway. If he didn't take a step back and he hit that, he's now caused that ball to move. That's a penalty. Yeah. So, yeah, be careful out there. But I want to, before we move on from that into the, the Valspar, uh, you, you mentioned earlier this Dandy Burger thing. Who was your pick?
1: Did my pick. And then Um, something
0: went down out there.
1: Something went down. I believe it was the 16th hole. Uh, He hit his approach shot into the water. He sliced it right off the side of the green. And there was the debate between him and his playing partners, Joel Damon and Victor Hovland, just on where he should drop the ball. And Danny walked up like 100 yards further and was about to drop. And they were like, "Yo, bro, no, no, you're back there. And he was like, no way. And then they started going back and forth like, no way. I thought this. I saw you going here. They were saying he's like, no. And then he's like, we got to get a rules official out here. Guy comes out and goes, I'll be honest with you. The three of you saw it better than anyone else. You guys have to decide. (laughs) So now they're fighting in a way of... It wasn't getting so hot, but you could tell Hovland was just like... He wasn't having any of it. He was was just like, no. He kept making the faces like to him. You could see it on his face. He's like, Danny, you're wrong. And then he just kind of like gave him was like, I'll drop here, but I'm not back there. And he ended up putting it down. And I think at that point, his mental game just went
0: out the window. He finished T13. So... He played it right. And actually, I know it may seem sometimes on the surface like nitpicking, but it actually helps you when your playing partners kind of chime in because if you end up dropping in the wrong spot, you get you get disqualified, you penalize yourself. You know, But what these I mean? guys are playing for, I mean, one stroke is a
1: matter of a lot. hundreds of thousands of dollars. But that's always dollars. a
0: diffi- difficult one because it's, it's where your eye catches it because you drop where that ball first entered the hazard right first entered the water and and just like okay so where did that cross and i don't
1: know if you know that hole but that hole's got water all down the right side so like it's really hard and it kind of dogs a little right so it's hard to tell truly in the in the video and we can't play it here of course but where it where it crossed
0: it was really hard yeah you know so and that's why the argument kind of happened but at least they figured it out um and then in, in kind of uh in lighter news we saw kevin kisner like i said earlier he's always good for a sound bite he, uh, <laughs> I don't know where he was. Maybe this is the Airbnb he's staying. Maybe it's his buddy's house. Whatever it is. But he's at this house. There's a green in the backyard. And Kiz is fully dressed for the course. He must yeah. have just walked off the course or he was heading there. It must have been a practice day and he was coming home or heading out. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I guess someone challenged him to hit a flop shot over the house to this floating green that's in the backyard. And he hits it. And uh, his immediate response is, why wouldn't I? I got my name on my bag. I love
1: it. Got my name on my bag. It
0: goes back to that incredible story <laughs> that, that I'm sure over time it'll continue to grow and inflate. At one point, it's going to be that kids had 24 beers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But it's always, always every time they tell the story, I think it's at Wingfoot. Uh, he had more beers every time it was told. <laughs>
2: yeah. And um,
0: he makes like an incredible par on 18 and he tells everybody like, this ain't no hobby. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. But uh, man, is he—he's like an incredibly entertaining guy to watch. And, and to, he and
1: is, play. and he was notorious, you know, notorious for saying that. Uh, what was it like? Even twenty-fifth place makes X amount of money. I mean, in this field, it does.
0: Right. He said. They said. Asked him why he didn't win so much. He said the tour gave out too much money for tenth. Right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, guy. No. Hey, <laughs> he'll give you his opinion, not sugarcoated. But anyway, moving on. This week, the Valspar, uh, which is going to be interestingly very exciting for us because we just got back from uh, Innisbrook resort. And I love watching the tour pros play a course that we have played, but it's a now whole just new perspective. Played. Yeah. And well. I've always said, this is one of my favorite things about golf. You don't get this in other sports. You and I don't get to go down and experience playing on the field at Yankee stadium. Right. Right, but we can play the courses that they play. You know, at least most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a chance to play down there, got to experience it. Of course, we didn't play it from their tees, and at that time, even though the course is closed, those tee boxes are, are roped off in, in prep. But we got to take a peek at some of them.
1: Well, we did play one, one hole. of them, one of them. We Zach, did. you have that flyover? I don't know if you have it. I actually
2: don't i'm sorry i'll put
0: put it in post
2: so just keep talking about it people will see it
1: this fifth hole par five we tipped it out to 607 where they're gonna play it and you had to carry water we carried it it. was
0: like about 220 carries it was an intimidating shot right off the back but then it dogs left hard and you had to make sure and it goes uphill The whole thing's uphill and then you had to make sure you
1: were on the right because if you were not you would have got blocked out to a to a crazy well all the greens were fast but let me tell you something it was a hard hole and it was just one of the many tough holes wasn't out
2: there. there a tree grown in the middle of the a a fairway tree
0: on that left side so that not only did you have to be up there but you had to be positioned right side or you were blocked out and yeah. you had no look at it and that's one thing that was such a such an incredible theme that carried throughout all the innisburgh courses which you'll see when you see some of these videos as they roll out the next couple weeks was how punishing they were if you didn't make your shot. And I'm not just talking about Copperhead. All the courses. yeah. Uh, arguably Island, just more difficult than Copperhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought one of the hardest courses was the shortest one, which is, reminds me of, Pine, of Pinehurst, how, how number three did so bad. Sometimes those short courses are the toughest ones. But the north course ate us up super tight. And what would happen was if you didn't hit your tee shot perfect, like perfect, perfect, it was always a wasted stroke, mm-hmm. wasted quote unquote. You know, take your lumps, take your medicine, and you'd have to punch the ball back out into the fairway because there were just trees on on both sides. They were just super, super tight. I remember there was one hole at the at the island course. It looked like you were looking down a hallway. Yeah, that's the only way to explain it. It was just trees on both thing. sides. It looks like like silly, you know, you know stuff we see in virtual like games and, and the simulator right. mm-hmm. so there's a lot i'll pre-warn you there's a lot of bogeys on those cards bogeys and double bogeys because it was almost impossible to get a green regulation if you didn't hit a per, if you didn't hit a perfect tee shot yeah no because you were just you're punching one shot back out to the fairway just to get a chance at the green
1: yeah and, and copperhead I, I believe that the players will find it a little bit of a relief from last week um there's not as much water we played it still a lot though i mean there's a lot but not they'll as have a, a relief
0: if they get better weather not a
1: lot um as sawgrass and i think that you know water didn't come into play till that like third hole and then it kind of disappeared for a while and then of course it came back on the snake pit uh which is 16 17 and 18 and i'll be honest with you man i think the 16 17 and 18 at sawgrass look 10 times harder and, and forget about the wind Yeah, Just because 16, um, you know, there was a water roll down the right, just like, you know, the snake pit, which is a par four of water roll down the right. And then you had 17, which is an island green. But the 17 at Copperhead is a par three with no water on it. It's just a straight shot. Maybe it's like 200 yard shot, but it's a straight shot with some bunkering. And then you've got that 18th hole, which is just an uphill par four with no water.
0: Right. I think the one, two punch of 17 and 18 at um, Sawgrass is probably the more challenging if especially if it's windy yeah i could i can make the argument that 17 with the island green for these guys not mm. for us mm. is not the hardest if the wind is down yep. if you got a completely calm day i don't think there's many guys are missing that green mm-hmm. and there's gonna be enough of them that are gonna stick it close for birdie yeah um but what i will say was I think still pound for pound, I think that 16th hole, which is the start of the snake pit at Copperhead is is one of the hardest holes and possibly even harder, I think, than 18 at TBC Sawgrass. Yeah, And the reason I'll say that is because it's a the tee shot is similar, although it curves in a different direction, in that the entire right side is water and the entire left side is trees. So you can't go too far in either direction. Where I think what kind of separates them is 16 at... Um, Copperhead is that second shot. Yeah. So let's say on 18 at sawgrass, if you do hit that fairway, although the water does run up the whole left side, you've got to look at that that green. Nothing's blocking yeah, you, you. you can go at that green. You just don't want to go left in the water. At uh at Copperhead, there's again just like what you were talking about in that 607 yard par five, there's this huge looming tree on the left. So if you try with your drive to stay safe and away from the water Which I did. and you yep and you go left you could still be on the left side of the fairway mm-hmm. and still be blocked out and not be able to access that green easily yeah no so you really they really force you to take that water on in order to have a look at that green that that i think there's going to be a huge swings in where we see like players position on that leaderboard when we hit that 16th hole and you played that snake played at plus 1 plus one i bogeyed that hole and i parred the second two, which is where i could see what you're saying this the 17th hole and the 18th hole there was nothing that i yeah. saw that was like good for these shots, guys outrageously score. Mm-hmm. difficult there you know long par three sure we didn't we didn't play from their tees i'll say that all day i agree mm-hmm. with that we played it from uh the green tees um but still played long and it, they're tough. They were tough and intimidating. Holes. Yeah, it definitely played long. And, you know, the field this week, I'm
1: just looking at it. It's pretty stacked. You got some big names in the field. You got JT. You've got Hovland. You got Brooks. You know, so the, Tommy Fleetwood's here, Keegan Bradley, who's hot right now, Sam Burns, who's trending, and he's a past champion from last year. Yeah. So it's going to be a great week. Air, um, Of course, we know it's in amazing condition. It was in amazing condition a couple weeks ago. And it's funny how when we were there, it was 80 and sunny every day. Meanwhile, these guys had like 30 degrees in Florida last week. Yeah. And that's
0: how unpredictable Hopefully Florida Hopefully they get a little is. bit of a break from that weather. But yeah, I would keep an eye on Sam Burns. It's basically how he was playing and being the, the returning champ. He knows the place well. Mm-hmm. I keep an eye on him. I don't. I don't know. Is is Cam Smith in the field or or? I think he is. Let me see. Sometimes S- these guys get that that win Smith, hangover. You know. Uh, no, maybe not. I don't think he's here. I I think if if Cam plays his cards right, if I'm Cam Smith at this point, I come off that really big win. I think my all my mind is thinking about now is Masters, Brett. Yeah. Whether that be sure mixing in like some competition, I don't know if he's going to be in the field uh, in, in Houston or not. Um, you got the WGC Dell match play. I got to imagine he's playing that. He's yeah. got to be in the match play. Yeah, of course. Next week. Stuff like that will help keep him in form, but I think he's, his all sights have to be set on the Masters. He's have such a track record there of knocking on the door, he's in form. I think that's got to be his sights set on that. And I think he's got a good chance,
1: by the way, you know, it's a real good, like a feel good story that I liked seeing was, was Jimmy Walker. I don't know if you saw, but here's a guy who struggled with his Lyme disease and he's been, it's really hurt his golf game over the years. And, here he comes to a place at uh, TBC Sawgrass, which he's played well at. And he finished his T29. He had two 69s right in the middle uh, with a 70 on Sunday. And he's in the field again this week. And I hope it's like a jump start for him to get back because I, I'm a fan of his. I loved watching him play when he wanted Baltus roll, his, his major. So I'm wishing good things for Jimmy. Yeah. Let's see.
0: Uh, And before we take our our ad break, you've got a great hypothetical.
1: Yes. Hit us us with this one. All right. I thought about this just watching all the fans on 17. And I'm saying, if you could park yourself on any hole as a spectator at any tournament, which hole and what tournament?
0: Mm, And it's got to be one hole, right? Can't move. Yeah. You're just going for the day.
1: Because my my wife actually said this. She's, She's watching it with me. And she goes... I would just sit there, right there, right there all day, and just order drinks. And I'm like, honey, I don't think they have wait staff. <laughs> but I get it, I get it. But yeah, it made me think. And all right,
0: so what's in the mix? You've got 16 at waste management.
1: You got 16 at waste management, which is the rowdy crowd, right? That's your pick. Zach. Right,
0: taking and, that all day, all day, right? That's Zach's pick.
1: I think those are for the the, the rowdy. Um, for the less rowdy, I think you know you got 17, and then I was thinking 18
0: at Augusta. Eighteen in Augusta would be good. Amen Corner. If you're there, at the, right. I'm. I'm more so maybe aim, park myself in Amen Corner where you can maybe see a couple different holes and see like the real. Right. That's where the like a lot of action happens. A lot of movement happens there. Is, yeah. Right. Eighteen would be great because obviously you're gonna see whoever wins if it's eighteen on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think eighteen any other day at the Masters not so much. One tee shot that keeps coming to my mind though, parking myself one place. And one thing I've always wanted to do, and one place I've always wanted to be, I know what this is. first tee of the Ryder yeah. Cup. Electric. Yep. Electric. First Gotta tee be of there the early. Ryder Cup. Be there early. Just be like part waste of management. That. Yep. I think if I could park myself any one place for any one event, it would be there.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I think, I mean, I think TBC Sawgrass, it, it's more of a spread out. You got people laying out on the lawn, other ones have stadiums. But I mean, I think that's a good one. Ryder Cup, just the atmosphere. The people getting the crowd going, yeah, cheering as they're teeing off. That's something you never get to experience. It's in It's something
0: that, yeah, almost nowhere else in golf. Maybe at the Presidents Cup, you get a yep. little bit of that. But the Ryder Cup, uh, I don't know. I just, especially if you get if you're there on home soil, yeah, you know, if like it's if it was one that was in the states here for us, or if, you know, you know, it's
1: in Italy, it's in Rome.
0: Yeah, it is this year. But hey, guys, what do you think? Yeah. If you had one place, one hole for any, we say PGA Tour event, but let's make it any professional golf event, because obviously the Ryder Cup outside of that, where would you park yourself? Just one spot, let us know. Is it something we missed, or is it one of the ones we mentioned? Let us know. I'm curious. All right, let's do a quick word from our sponsors. All right, guys, we've got some really exciting news for you, and it's going to be coming up really soon. You may have seen it. We've been testing the new Vokey SM9 wedges. In fact, we recently had some of Team Titleist here on the show to talk about them. Mm -hmm. And we got to talk about some of the incredible advancements, uh, some of the the new groove patterns that they're doing with varying lofts and things like that. But we could talk about it all day. It's when you hit it is when you really experience it. And we got a first look at them. We've got them here in the office. We've been taking a couple cracks. Uh, Maybe you even saw some stuff we posted on social. Incredible spin, incredible feel. Can't wait to get fit. Into the new SM9s. Next month. And that's the big announcement. It is booked. It is on the schedule. Mm -hmm. We were working it through this last weekend. We're going to be going and getting fit for the new SM9 wedges. And you know what we do. We did it two years ago when we got fit for the SM8s. We're going to do a giveaway. It's going to be massive. We're going to give away a whole set of wedges. Fit one lucky winner and customized fit and customized so stay tuned for that because we'll tell you all the ways you can enter we had so much fun with this uh two years ago we had you guys send in your your customizations and we put them to a vote and it was just it was just incredible it's fun to see all of your creativity um but no matter what whether you end up being our winner or not put it on your spring agenda get out there. We've said this before. These are your scoring clubs. There's those clubs you rely on to get it close. Start knocking down those pars and birdies that you guys are after. So put it on your schedule. Get out there. Get fit. Get a feel for these. Put Like I said, the wedges themselves are incredible. And when you put yourself in the hands of a really good fitter who knows how to help you dial in that bounce, grind, loft, get your gapping right, There's very few things that make you feel more confident in your short game than that well-fit set of wedges. So go to Vokey.com, check it out. You'll see all of the new specs, all the new offerings from the new SM9s, the incredible new finishes, and of course, all that great customization. So make sure you check them out and stay tuned. You won't miss it. We'll put it out on social and everywhere when we have our, our full giveaway coming real soon. And Cam's got two wins under his belt with them. That's right, he does. Immediate so, tour validation with Immediate, Cam. absolutely.
1: Yeah. And guys, I want you to bring heat to your game this year with the new Foot Joy Fuel. These shoes are amazing. They deliver this sneaker light, sneaker-like fit and feel packed full of golf-specific innovation for men, women, and juniors. It features Puchoi's latest and lightest midsole, called the Stradolite delivers incredible comfort while still providing terrific traction and support throughout the swing. It comes in a variety of vibrant colors, which is really cool, really neat. Uh, the latest innovation has this athletic look and feel, and it appeals to players of all skill, levers, skill levels. So whatever your swing type is, whatever outfits you're wearing out there, whether you're playing 9, 18... 36 whatever it doesn't matter the footjoy fuel has been engineered to bring the heat to your game learn more at footjoy.com
0: all right so we said before we're going to talk about tigers hall of Fame yes we'll mention that in a second but first got this another incredible story out of what is such a sad thing every morning you know i open up my news and and the first thing you see is is this the devastation that's happening in the ukraine um and it's affecting you know everyone but, you know, particularly obviously hard are, are Ukrainians and we're even seeing, um, I, I saw a uh, professional Ukrainian tennis player who, you know, had to put down the racket, so to speak, and go, go fight. And, and fight. Yeah. And, it, and it's it, it's just incredibly inspiring to see how how hard they're fighting for their country. Yeah. Um, but on the same token, it's very, very sad uh, that this is happening. But... Maybe a little bit of an uplifting story. Tell us about this 15-year-old golfer.
1: Yeah, great story that came out of TPC Sawgrass this week. Um, I apologize if I mispronounced the name. Misha Golod, Ukrainian golfer, 15-year-old. He got out. He made it out. He made it to the Hungarian border with his mom. Of course, his dad, like all the other men, had to stay and fight. Yeah. And he was able to get a flight. He landed in Orlando on Friday night. And uh, Golf Digest was the first people to report this story and what happened is David Ledbetter stepped in to help get this kid to America and he joined the Ledbetter Academy where he's going to be going to school now and continuing to further his golf career and it's just amazing that he was able to get out of the country and not just flee to a a, a you know to a a place where there's a bunch of refugees just piled on each other he was able to get to America mm-hmm. and he was able to continue on his golf dream and and what was so cool to see is that he was able to walk the grounds of Sawgrass on Sunday as an honorary observer with JT on the final day. Um, really cool story, and, and you know we wish him all the best in his you know career as he goes forward, and and, and the best to his family, his father, of course, and everyone back in Ukraine.
0: Yeah, and it, it's like that headline you saw says it all. Like the the golf community coming together. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool to see that. Um, but I, I think that where there's you know this this one story, there are many many thousands of smaller stories that don't get the same level of spotlight obviously but are are no less inspiring i mean one that i saw was um the refugees that were coming into germany and i saw the train stations that were packed uh, with german citizens with signs just saying how much space they had in their ho- house yeah i got space for one i got space for two just taking in refugees and it just shows the world is really coming together to, to help the ukrainian people um but yeah, this was just an incredible story because I, I guess, and I don't know a whole lot about him, but I guess this kid is is one of the top golfers in the country. He's a huge prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to see, and and hopefully it gives him that space where he can focus on his game and 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 not have to focus on on fleeing, you know, home. But it can, right. I would imagine that can never be too far from his mind, especially if your father's still behind left behind fighting. That's, exactly. That's a it's a tragic story any way you look at it.
1: Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, It's tough.
0: But anyway, you know, speaking of kind of father and relationships and stuff like that, we saw Tiger Hall of Fame and he had his daughter, um, introduce him. Um, and I think she did an incredible job, terrific Mm -hmm. job, uh, you know, getting up there and talking about her dad and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's always interesting when we see somebody like Tiger, and showing a little bit more of that emotion. Yeah. Because he's a guy who's been very adept at, at keeping his emotions very much in check when he's yeah. out there mm-hmm. on the golf course. We don't always get to see that much of it. Um, and I just, I thought it was incredible, the story that he told uh, very emotionally about when his family had to take out that second mortgage so that he could continue playing in the junior tours. Yeah. Needed, and obviously, it's very expensive at that, those you know lower levels of the game as you're trying to make your way because you're paying for things like your travel, possibly homeschool, so that you can continue traveling. You're paying for you know entry into these events. It can it can add up quick, and it's a huge huge risk that these families take to invest all their money in this long shot chance.
1: Yeah, big time. You know
0: uh, we saw the same thing with Jason Day an um, incredible mm-hmm. story where his family kind of pooled their money together so that he could go and pursue his golf dream and 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 the rest of the family you know there were certain things that they were not able to do because of that cool. schooling and otherwise um that second mortgage is probably the best investment the woods has ever made in their life <laughs> oh exactly because he said the very first thing he did when he when he signed i think it was that nike contract was that he paid that that uh that mortgage off immediately
1: i'd love to meet that mortgage originator who did that deal
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, way back then. You imagine you're like you're doing. I what? what the
1: rate was on that thing.
0: You're taking out a second mortgage for what? Yeah, for what? You know, yeah, exactly. Can
2: we just talk about how, like, the maybe the biggest piece of news that came from that Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame speech was that Tiger cosplays as Batman and goes to Comic Con.
0: I didn't even know that. <laughs> like, what? Is this real news?
2: Yeah, yeah. Sam said it in her speech. Said, oh, she said he dresses as Batman yeah. and
1: goes to Comic Con. There's a little bit of nerd in all of us, you know. Come on, though. But
0: I, I, <laughs> I, I wondered if she was just giving him a dig, or how true is. Because, I think but but, but I that think would be so, Can you imagine you're at Comic Con and you're 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 chatting it up with it Batman, up and you don't not realize it's. it's but it's that's tiger? A, that. But that would be
2: so perfect, though. That's what I'm saying. Like he would completely blend in with everybody else. Nobody would question his identity once the entire time. It's the perfect plan. Well, there's no photos it's on the, the internet plan. of it, so we'll it's just so take her word. Obviously, there's no photos on the internet <laughs> because he just looks like a dude with a Batman mask. I guess on. you could
0: see it. You know what? What's his? Uh, what's his Christmas character? What does he call himself?
1: Oh
2: yeah, with a beard.
0: Yeah, he gets he the the picture the famous picture of Tiger. He's got yeah. no shirt on. He's got like a white beard and he's got a hat. This one, what is it called? What does he call I mean, if they, maybe Mac Daddy Santa. Mac Daddy Santa. <laughs> maybe it does show a propensity for some sort of uh, dressing up. I love that he it. Does, but I don't know. Amazing if if it's if it's true. But um,
1: but how about the shrine they put together for him? I mean, it was well deserved. I mean, he has so many accolades, and it's just like the first thing I thought of was how did they select which trophies to go in there? Yeah. You know, maybe he just picked the ones that he that he had. I know he's told the story where he doesn't know where some of these trophies of are. are. Right?
0: Maybe it's just safekeeping <laughs> at this point.
1: Right? But you know, actually, put that graphic back up on the screen, Zach, if you can. I'm just curious. Is is the Masters flag at yeah, bottom right? That's probably a recent Masters flag. You got the Tiger red. Um, in there's that Zozo, that Zozo one, that one on the right, that big circle.
0: Yep. A yeah. Couple of
1: WGCs in there. That's I mean, pretty cool. Tiger
0: has put together a career but, that he could have his own Hall of Fame. But let me ask you a question: Is that a place he ever gonna go visit? To the Hall of Fame? Any interest? Uh, I don't know. It's right. it's yeah. It's like one of those things. Right. Like maybe maybe one day if I was in the area, I'd be like, I'm gonna dip in. Yeah. Like it a, would a rainy be day. Cool if you're in the area. to see the memorabilia in person. That would you know, be cool. There are t- there are times, like for example, sometimes some of the um, different courses we play. I'm thinking like Pinehurst, where they have their own memorabilia yes. set up. I like to just kind of browse through there. Yeah, the and hallway look. was cool it's, with all the you know see like some of the clubs that the guys hit when they do these types mm-hmm. of things. But for me, I'd I'd rather put my time into attending an event than than maybe something like that. But right, I know they do a great job at the Hall of Fame and um. They put together some cool stuff. But either way, it's cool to see Tiger in it. And like you said earlier, it's interesting to see a guy who's still out there actively playing or hopefully with Tiger soon. And they're in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it was even cooler to see his buddies there. You had JT was in attendance. You saw speeth in attendance. I'm sure there were some other guys. I didn't really watch the whole thing. But, you know, it. everyone's going to come out to support Tiger if they're there and they're, their ability. And they're they're able to because at the end of the day, some of those names are rattled off plus more. those They all looked up to Tiger. They still do as did we coming up trying to learn this game. So it was really cool to see the support.
0: Yeah, it really was. Anyway, I think what we'll do, we'll leave it there. Uh, We had a lot, you know, obviously a lot to cover this week, but very fun looking forward to this Valspar. And we're really excited to uh, show you guys the videos that we did while we were down there. It was a struggle. It was some difficult golf, but we had a lot of fun playing a bunch of matches. And uh, I was truly impressed with, innisbrook resort of course we've seen it so many times on on tv the pga tour playing copperhead course it really did live up to what we thought Mm -hmm. um but i was genuinely surprised at how fun the other three courses on the grounds there were you know you just don't hear enough about them as casual golfers we just don't you know we don't get enough coverage but innisbrook it was a it was a fun time and it was it was fun playing those courses and, and getting the challenge all the way through it really was. Yeah, it really was. And I'm looking and forward steaks, to watching it. Steaks weren't too bad either. Yeah, at the uh, the, the Packard Steakhouse, those strip steaks
1: weren't so bad. They weren't so next bad. Time, <laughs> next time we get the tomahawk, the next you time know, we go for hundred and fifty dollars for a tomahawk. Oh my god! That's, I wonder who ever buys that. You ever get a hole in one? The first thing you do is you go down I there and get
0: a, it. get a tomahawk. I think so. There you go. Well, all right, guys, that's everything we have for you this week. You can get to the show notes as always by going to slash episode 419. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe to the new podcast channel on YouTube. Some of the stuff that we're talking about here, some of the stuff that if you, if you listen to the show and you want to see some of this stuff, it's all going to be there each week. Uh, happy Valspar Week. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day. That's right. By the way, that is. Some, as of when this is coming out, it's going be St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day. We'll see everybody again next week.